Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes, please, and more. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert, sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF, who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic, and sexual experience, and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I am a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman, and in my work I specialize in female sexuality, and I work with women with pussies, and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex, and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me, expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you, and even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must, so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay, hi and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here, and now let's dive into today's topic. Hi friend, welcome back. I am elated to share this conversation with you today. I'm speaking with Julia Lally. Julia is a coach working with men, women, and couples in the field of sex, power, and relationships. And she is a relentless advocate for the power of your sensual self. And I really agree. Um, Julia is a powerhouse. And I truly loved this conversation. Julia calls you into being of your wild and deep. She helps women and men open up a more profound capacity for pleasure and ultimately reclaim their turn on in order to use it as rocket fuel for their lives. And in our conversation, we talk specifically about this. And I think you'll feel super inspired by the conversation and by the perspectives and experiences that come through in our, in our conversation. Julia is in deep service to her sex, rooted in a feminine mystery lineage and initiated in a calling to teach others how to do the same. She sees life as innately erotic and believes that your sex has the potential to open you to life in all the ways. Her professional expertise and training as a coach is to help people identify, source, and reclaim their own map to this kind of power through the portal of their own body. Sex magic is Julia's specialism. Uh, helping you become capable of staying rooted to earth whilst occasionally surfing the woo. Wherever your desire wants to take you in a coaching container with Julia, it is likely she will go there with you. Again, Julia is amazing. She's a powerhouse. And I genuinely, deeply enjoyed this conversation. And I hope you will too. Hi, Julia. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a joy to be here. It is. I'm so happy uh, that you said yes. Uh, when I was thinking about guests for the podcast, uh, you immediately actually popped into my mind. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you said People yes. People are listening to me on Facebook, Erica. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People read, people lurk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I can, well, after you uh, share a little bit, I will share why I wanted you on the podcast. But before I do that, please um, share with the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do and what led you to do the things that you do. Yeah. Hi. Well, um, firstly, I do a lot of things. I'm a a mother, uh, which comes to mind as, you know, um, first and foremost, I'm also a businesswoman. I, I run three businesses and I've run them for a long, one in particular for a long time, like almost two decades. And um, I'm also 
Well, here's where I started getting into the woo in my life, which is where I really like I really started to come forward in the sense that I call myself a sex magician. And um, yeah, it's like like, you know, for the kind of newbies, it's like I'm just a sex coach. You know, that's what I do. Um, But really, it's like deeper. I love to help men, women and couples with accessing pleasure and ultimately ecstasy, sexual ecstasy, in order to live a life from their erotic compass, you know, so that they they actually anchor into the erotic as a fuel, as a source of power, and create their life from that place. Like, that's it. Like, you can come learn about squirting, or you can do that. You can take it all the way out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Sexual, sex magician ecstasy uh eroticism there is um it, it reminds me of this quote from audrey lord and her work the erotic as power is it called yeah. uh yeah. where she says sensation is not enough right which is exactly what you said like you can learn about squirting and i teach people how to squirt i've taught myself how to squirt it's amazing yeah. it's yeah. unlocked physical experiences that i didn't think were available to me and you know incredible yeah. pleasure but if if that exists in a vacuum without the eroticism or yeah. without the sort of fuller personal deeper expression yeah after a while it becomes a little bit flat yeah yeah and less magical and it's like it's sensation enough and in terms of your fullness as a sexual woman and being regardless of gender um sensation is one thing but oftentimes not enough in in itself yeah, I, I would totally agree. Yeah, I mean, sensation is obviously a great place to start. Yes. Um, because, you know, a lot of people who come into your world, I imagine, and also into my world, they they feel numb or they may not have much access to sensation. But like you say, it's like once we're beginning to open that muscle, it's like, what next? Yeah. 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 It's exactly the journey that I've personally been on and that I realized I think I had I had a very deep insight around this last week. So it's also very recent and readily available in my in my memory, in my experience, is that my the first sort of seven year, if you think of seven year cycles, which tend to be quite magical and profound. When I came into this work, uh, into sexuality for my own personal benefit, the the entry was pleasure. I did yeah. not experience pleasure. Uh, I did not have orgasms. I had lots of issues with pleasure and orgasms. And so the yeah. first kind of six, seven years of this journey for me has really been on focusing on pleasure, going from pre-orgasmic to multi-orgasmic. Yeah. And I realized I had this like massive epiphany and deep insight just a week ago that the next phase in my sexual evolution is my sexual identity. Who right. am I? Well, now that I have pleasure as a foundation, yeah. And I can enjoy it. And I'm embodied. Yes. I am, I am, you know, feeling, feeling my body, enjoying my body, knowing how to stimulate and access these things. Now it's like, well, who do I get to be? What is my sexual identity? And yeah. what eroticism and what's like, what are the expressions that I now can play with and experiment with authentically because the pleasure is there? Absolutely. So it's like, what is your impact now? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it reminds me, um, I had a client who is very um, connected with Kundalini Yoga and one of her teachers talked about this, uh, like your body, your vessel being a pipe and, and like the cosmos, if you like, being the water. And I, I would liken that to sexual energy because I don't think it's, I, I personally, I, I can't tell the difference between God and sex. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of who I am, right? And and she told this story of like the, the pipe or the channel being really small. But eventually, like as you get access to your sensations and you, you're more comfortable in your body and all the things that you were talking about and you teach, that vessel starts to open. And so then the, the inevitable question is well it's all coming in from the universe where is it going you know yeah where do I take this who's going to feel it what what impact is that going to have and maybe 
that's one of the reasons why female sexuality is so controlled, repressed, blah, 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 because, you know, we're all conditioned to keep our vessels tiny and then we have no impact. Yeah. Oh, full body chills. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so how wide can we go? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like big pussy energy. Yeah. <laughs> that's it how much can we let in and pass and how much can we give you know yeah it reminds me of a vision that I have sometimes when I am deeply invested in engaged in a sexual experience it can be solo sex it can be partnered sex when I am really surrendered open the 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 pipe is massive and the 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 channel is like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like a vol- volcanic kind of energy. Yeah. Uh, I sometimes get the vision. I some, I have visions when I have that kind of sex. Mm. Uh, I get the vision and the experience of just being one big pussy, literally. Yeah. Like, it's like all of me is a pussy. Yeah. And those experiences are some of the most profound sexual experience I have when I, when my whole body's vibrating with sexual energy, I am like orgasm, I'm orgasmic in every cell of my being. And I am just one big pussy energy. And it's, I feel it on a visual level, on a sensational level, on an energetic level. And like the orgasms are obviously, you know, beyond (laughs) sensation only. And they're so, yeah, they're cosmic and so profound. Yes. So then the question that you were saying in terms of your identity is where does she want to go? Yes. And that is. Who does she want to touch and reach? Yes. What change is possible through her? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm sitting with. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. I'm already loving our conversation. Um, And this is why I brought you on uh, and why I wanted you to to have you here because I I feel and I've been, you know, I've been lurking. I've been reading your Facebook posts. I've been sussing out your website. I've been enjoying seeing you uh, build your business as a sex coach. Um, And particularly the flavor that really inspires me about you from you is your is your outspokenness and the transparency and mm. and and this channeling right like it feels really like you are not holding back yes. and in what feels true to you yeah and and so exactly what you said all this energy is coming through where does it go what impact does it have yeah. And what I feel so is so refreshing about you and what I why I wanted you to speak to you about this is you don't block yourself in that. You let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess one thing I want to say about that is the fine art of calibration. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talked about that a little bit before we came on the podcast. Is that if you do have big pussy energy or you are opening to big pussy energy, like what, like the, this question, what is it for? Mm. And so, you know, like for me in terms of who I am, it sounds a bit pretentious, but I just know why I'm here, you yeah. know? And so like, if I've kind of, wow, I've discovered this big pussy energy and I just want to put it out in the world and, and you know, impact loads of people. It's like, okay, but what do I want to achieve from that and why? Ultimately, there is power. There is power in the pleasure all the way up to the ecstasy. You know, you talk about those orgasmic visions. There is deep power there. And so if we're going to return that to the world or help people to reclaim that, we need to make sure that we're constantly hitting their sweet spot with what we deliver. So, for example, on my you, you're a personal Facebook friend, it's it's no holds barred there for me. Uh, you just get all of me, you know. And sometimes, um, believe you me, I mean, over the past couple of years, it was like, I can't fucking believe I just said that. Sometimes I would make a post and I would literally go and curl away for two days just to reset my nervous system. I'm just like, okay, I can't even read what anybody said. I can't, it's like, I cannot believe I let that out. And obviously it brings the kind of, um, it sorts the wheat from the chaff, as we say in the UK. 
you know, it's like, okay, they're gone, they're gone, but I see who they are. No, I don't want them in my field. But um, when it comes to social media profile or website pro profile, well, you, you know, you're becoming, you're, in, you're entering into a more professional role. Yeah. So then I think, you, you know, for example, if we think of Layla, whose world we, we both met through, you know, she has staff and she has people with all sorts of different beliefs. And, you know, she is calibrating her message to, um, to her audience, right? So for me, it's like, yeah, I can give it all depending on who I'm speaking to. And I think that's really important to note as well. You know, so you don't want to, it's possible to just blast people out of the water with this and then nobody's won. Like what you're trying to achieve, connection, power, eros, um, you don't have hope in hell because you give too much too quickly. Yeah. And that's, a, that's, that's an art that I'm still trying to perfect. Yeah. But, but just to one point on that is that for me, again, this will probably sound quite pretentious, but... I feel very connected to the goddess energy of Diana. Diana is my middle name. I love dogs, so does she. But she's the huntress, right? And she protects the children. And that, that's just it for me. That's it for me is that, you know, I was recently working with another coach and, and she said that at the beginning of her course, she was like, I'm here for the women and the children. And to me, it's like if I help connect women and their partners to um, erotic power, then first of all, everybody around them starts to feel good. And in that way, we change, we touch, and we connect with the children. So it's strange to think of, you know, I'm talking about erotic energy, but it's like if we can fill up the woman, then how does that reverberate? And that's just at the core of everything I believe. So if something is counter to that or offends me in that way, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. You know, thank you. <laughs> I agree uh, with the in intentionality behind communication and channeling that energy in a way where it's, um, it's a win-win kind of situation even though some people you know might disappear but that's still a win yes. in terms of where and where you say how you say it what you say um thinking yes. about those things I particularly loved the thing that you just mentioned around filling up the woman and that having a positive impact on children yeah. uh I oftentimes say and this this pisses some people off and it, it disgusts some people I say that pregnancy and childbirth is an extension of your sexuality yeah and motherhood too right yeah. yeah because biologically and physically it is yeah. sex creates I mean yes we can bypass it with IVF but still it's it's in the realm of sexuality even if it wasn't intercourse that created the the specific pregnancy but sexuality creates pregnancy and you give birth through your sexual organs yeah. and it can be in my experience it was a sexual and sensual experience to give birth that's so um, great and I teach orgasmic birth. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible to have an ecstatic experience. 100%. You know, during childbirth. And, and then from that place, you are born into a mother. And when I am, when I've had orgasms regularly, or doesn't have to be orgasms, just pleasure. When I feel connected to my sensuality, when I am connected with and expressing my sexuality, obviously not for two with my child, you know, in, in a yeah. context that is suitable and appropriate. Yeah. I am a better mother. That's right. Because we bring it back to the pipe. The channel is open. Yeah. You know, the love just comes through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, um, and I'm not giving from an empty bitter cup. Right? Yes. Yes. Which is so easy to do. I still it's, find myself in the empty bitter cup place. Oh, same. My <laughs> husband tells me, you need to get fucked. I need yeah. to fuck you. <laughs> That's great, though. Yeah. He's like, Erica, it's been four days. You need to come. And I'm like, shut up. And he's like, Nazi, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, okay. Do I mean, even as a sex coach, 
Yeah. Because <laughs> you get lost and you get sidetracked or you're tired or you're busy. And then, and he'll, he knows, like, he'll just like, you know, he'll, he senses my mood more so than I do. And he's like, yeah, you need to come. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So all you mothers out there. <laughs> don't underrate the power of your orgasm no and if you have orgasm issues come to me and also it doesn't have to be an orgasm it can be just a state of being immersed in pleasure that's right that's right and yeah I, I guess like as you say you know birth can be like sex I've, I feel like life can be like sex yeah you know it's like as you are in the bedroom you probably are in life in all yeah. aspects, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's the micro. I always forget if it's the micro of the macro, the macro of the micro. I always get Probably them mixed both. up. Yeah. yeah, well, it is right. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> but speaking of all of this, so being a sexual woman, um, having a you know feeling that there's a connection between sexuality and motherhood, and your channel open, big pussy energy orgasmic, expressive, powerful, confident. What place does this woman have or get with other women? Like where is she well, she threatens. Right. What are yeah. your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? On the on the becoming of that woman and how that impacts your relationship with other women, the ones you know or just women in general? Mm. Well, I mean, speaking very personally, I, you know, I have quite a difficult family history whereby I was excommunicated, you know, like I was the black sheep. And whilst, um, like, I wouldn't want to, um, like, that's just a weight that I carry on my shoulders. Like, I, I don't know if you can ever really, I do feel like I'm healing from that, but like, that's a big deal. And so there's a part of me that's just like, well, fuck it, you know. If I can't, if I lost my family, and I mean I haven't lost my family, there's healing afoot. But what who what else does it matter? So there's a part of me that's just like, okay, come at me, bitches, you know, whatever. Been there, done that. You know, if my mother won't speak to me, like, who the fuck are you? And that's kind of a sad part of it, if you like. You know, it's kind of sad story because in a way I can like the the bold outspokenness can help recreate that. And that's something that I have to watch. Um, but then part of the healing of that as well for me is seeing, well, why did my mother and my mother's line, why did they operate in that way? Mm. And there's just a lot of compassion and understanding for me kind of coming through in my 50s now really about why that happened to us as women and why we kind of ultimately disenfranchised one another from one another and in all the million ways that we do and ended up policing one another like why do we police one another you know yeah and I don't know if it's, it's relevant to drop in here but I remember a friend of mine telling me a story. I think she'd had some kind of ayahuasca experience or something. And she had this, this maternal line that was very strongly suppressive and it's kind of suffocating of her. And, you know, she'd always kind of hated and blamed and complained and felt a victim of that history, which on one level she is. But then during this trip, she, she got to see that um, they were, and this is a real key, I think, to loosening this, is that they were actually trying to help her. Mm. And I, I see that now with my own mother and my mother's line. It's almost like we're just, we're all of us like just head above the water, like trying to survive this thing. Um, and, and the way we police each other and do each other down is about trying to keep one another small so that we stay safe. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that you can't break out of that and, and challenge that, but, you know, you're going to get some shit if you do. Yeah. Like your oh. mother's going to disown you or your friends are going to talk about you behind your back or whatever it is. Yeah, or strangers will you know, push you on the dance floor because you're having too much fun. I've experienced that a lot of times. Have you really? 
Yeah. 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 My God. Women. Yeah. Huh. Pushing and like elbowing me and because like, you're, you're just too sexy. Yeah, I was having too too much fun and I was not trying to be sexy, but I was being very excitable. <laughs> and <laughs> that can be perceived as very appealing and sexy. Right. And that wouldn't fly. Yeah, what a it's so tragic, isn't it? It is. And it is tragic, and and it is exactly what you said. It's an oftentimes it's an unconscious response, reaction in yeah. women. It feels so threatening and overwhelming. And uh, there can be both that feeling of like, this is unsafe for, for, for her and for me and my, what this means about my social hierarchy in yeah. relation to this woman. Yeah. Um, but it can also be threatening for her. And it's, of course, questioning and threatening the status quo, which yeah. is a threat. And so... To see to see women's reaction that way can just bring a sense of compassion and understanding and not taking it personally. Yeah. But it hurts. It does hurt when when you receive that. And yeah. um, I like to, because I hear this, I, I've experienced this in my own transformation, uh, especially in the beginning when I was coming alive sexually and starting to express myself because like you said, um, this, this energy, it just, it flows through you. So when we work on our sexuality, it changes the way that we yeah. speak and walk and talk and dance and everything, like how we yeah. are in the bedroom, we are in the world. Yeah. And so, uh, it was much more present as a fear or as an experience in the beginning of my journey a few years ago, but still, um, uh, I can, I can sense it and notice it. And and I see it in my clients. My my recently a client of mine shared, I am I am afraid of of other women's response and reaction as I'm really giving myself permission to come alive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid there can be a sense of loyalty also of leaving them behind. Right. The suffering yeah. people, like the, you know, yeah. the small, the small, suffocated, yeah, unhappy, grumpy you know, pleasure starved women, leaving them behind, there can be a sense of loyalty and, and being yeah. disloyal. That's so funny. It's almost like coaching should come with a warning. Yes. You, may, you may lose your WhatsApp friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the fear is real, right? That yeah. disloyalty, but also the reaction of shame or blame. And this is what we oftentimes experienced when we were really young the people slut shaming you when you were 13, 14, 15, 16, oftentimes weren't the boys. It was the girls. Right. Spreading yeah. the rumors, talking all the shit. Yeah. Yeah. So Keep there's it. a, yeah. there's a wound with women. Right. And um, it's curious, you know, what is that? Is it bringing it back to the kind of pipe analogy again? It's like, you know, I recently had a rather unfortunate interaction with, with a person who was, I know narcissism gets thrown around all the time, but, you know, it was really quite profoundly narcissistic, the way this person was interacting. And, and I looked at, after I put up my boundaries, you know, which you have to do with people like that, it, it struck me that this person was profoundly blocked from receiving anything. Like nothing came into that person's world unless they controlled it or made it happen. And nothing was given either. So there was, there was no, there was nothing being shared with the world. So if you think about like changing that to kind of opening the pipe, it's like a lot of those women or sisters who want to damp you down or, you know, do all the things that we're conditioned to do. Ultimately, I mean, I, you know, you, you, you surely experience this when it comes to opening your havingness and your pleasure level is that when you begin to open the inflammatory reactions, the traumas come up. So the more you begin to open to receive, the more unsafe you can actually feel individually. Mm -hmm. And that's part of our skill as coaches is helping that happen so that the safety, um, you know, the, the lack of safety is never overwhelming to the nervous system but it opens in small calibrated steps. So you can expand into more. And it's not necessarily going to just feel pleasurable and good, right? 
in your journey of opening, there's going to be moments where your nervous system's like, whoa, I'm right over on the edge or in fact, I'm over the edge here. And I think that, you know, part of the early skill of working with this is learning how to self-regulate and calibrate yourself like we talked about. But that's the trigger that you automatically switch in in women around you I think when you begin to open the channel is their inflammation comes more to the surface yeah and I love how you said in one of your Facebook posts uh, the inflammatory response of the western women is control right yeah yeah and yet isn't it true it's certainly true for me that almost every woman who ever comes into my coaching container is desperate for surrender. Yeah. I mean, do you find that too? 100%. Right. Yeah. And it gives me shivers thinking about that. So it's like, okay, so, so where is our surrender? Where is our receptivity? Where is it? Yeah. It, it, yeah. That's a... Very good question. And I think it it's it can differ from individual to individual. Um, and there are different triggers and different pathways to it. But the experience is in the body. And so many women are disembodied and disconnected and disassociated from their bodies and yeah. genitals. Um, yes. But I um it's it's so funny because that control mechanism is like it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, even with women, right? Because yeah. it's like the most some of the most outspoken like self uh, labeled feminists are, are also w- the same women i've heard say look at that woman dancing you know right. who does she think she is why would you dance like that she's just yeah. craving attention well let her fucking crave attention who are yeah. you to control her desire and what she wants like right this is like even feminism really lets us down yes it is and I, that's where I urge every woman, feminist or not, you know, whatever you call, whatever label you use is to check yourself mm-hmm. where you want to control other women. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's a distortion of the self-control you are directing towards yourself. Yeah. And the, and the, and the fight response as well. Yeah. Yeah. How would it be if we practiced surrender as a, as a spiritual practice, and I'm not saying that we don't ever dominate or penetrate or do all those things or control even sometimes, but how would it be if, certainly that's my experience of sexual energy, is it leads me into a state where I just feel like life is fucking me. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Because it can fuck you in bad ways too. Yeah, there's a skill in that too. It's like, okay, I'm being fucked in a bad way. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Or when people, or when they say, you know, oh, you're getting fucked in the ass. I'm like, usually that's a good experience for me. So I'm not sure what you're trying to say (laughs) here. (laughs) Let's see how we can eroticize and make that really pleasurable for you. Right. The, The power of that. Yeah. How can I take that thing that feels edgy or not good and how can I use my pleasure to be with that and let that and let that in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies to to that experience with seeing other women because I get triggered sometimes too. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm <laughs> free from, from judgment or like I'm this, you know, uh, yeah, being that doesn't get triggered by other women or their success or their expression. Um, but for me, I always see it as a, I try to catch myself. Sometimes it spirals me into thoughts and self-criticism or judgment or whatever. And then I try to, mm-hmm. when I become present again, <laughs> Yeah, I'm conscious again of what's going on in in an on involuntary thought process uh, and that inflammatory response and the trigger. It's like, how is this? How can this serve as as um? What's the? How do you say it in English? Um, like, how can this illuminate something for me? Yeah, because what I the analogy that I like to use and I find very has been really helpful in my own experience with this of whether it's dancing on a dance floor or um, creating this podcast or expressing my way myself in a way where I'm not holding myself back from fear of what other people will say, but I'm doing it from a pure place of this is my truth and this is who I get to be and who I am is thinking of it as being a lighthouse. 
a lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Where I am just shining my light. Yeah. And it has absolutely nothing to do with your light or who you are. And when people are triggered, I can see it as me shining a light on something inside of them that they have been unaware of or that they need to work on. Yeah. So I get illuminated by my triggers when someone else shines their light. And my expression gets to be, you know, as a sexual woman, as an expressive, confident woman, I, it's simply like being a lighthouse. And in a way it's like, it's that channel. It's the, it's the radiance. It's the energy that radiates. Yeah. But it's, I think it's also like a key tool in there, which is connected to the sexuality work is if I'm going to be that white house, if I'm going to be that channel, like you said, it hurts. Mm. And the thing is, is that that's a key skill is I, I think is be willing to feel. Yeah. Like you, if we, if we become a lighthouse, we're going to get shit from the world. It's inevitable. That's going to hurt. So at what point do you say, I'm a yes to that? Yeah. So my power, my light, my sex is going to hurt you. I'm willing to feel how painful that is for me. Yeah. You know, so it's like if, if, and that's where the sensation work is so, and the embodiment work is so important because you don't get to control how the world receives your light. Yes. Right. It's you beyond just your get control. to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you surrender to that, right? You accept it and yeah. you surrender to it. And try and get off on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I read this. Um, I want to shift the focus a little bit, but I think it also ties very beautifully into what we've been talking about. Um, it's a, uh, a quote from a meditation teacher called Light Watkins. And the um it's on acting your age Mm. and it says the advice shouldn't be to act your age it should be to act your spirit your age may try to prohibit you from dancing like that or starting over or trying something new but your spirit would never do such a thing if something feels aligned your spirit wants you to go for it whether you're 15 or 85 Mm. acting your age makes you fit in more while acting your spirit will indeed cause you to stand out in a bad way to people who act their age, but in an inspiring way to those who act their spirit. Try acting your spirit from time to time and you can see for yourself which path makes you feel more alive. Mm, Love that. Isn't it beautiful? I just read it this morning and this is what we're talking about. It's acting your spirit, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely like acting your spirit as your aging comes with a different set of experiences for sure tell us a little um, bit about that okay. okay I mean we don't have we could do a whole episode on just yeah. that but you in, in uh, a nutshell yeah. well um partly you know they're, they're just our physiological changes and those physiological changes are basically crap <laughs> there's just no way around that you yeah. know so obviously there's ways that you can help yourself with um vaginal lubrication and pain and all all that kind of stuff you know there are there are tools in the modern world that you can use to help um but the one of the big what maybe a trigger for me one basically your triggers are going to come up through acting through your spirit and one of them is that people will laugh at me Mm. yeah so people people become more disgusted by you if you if you act with sexual energy as you get older um, people laugh at you more. But here's the thing, like I think there's a difference between that feminine power that we're talking about, that kind of embodied erotic expression. Like I genuinely believe that feels good, that like you're talking about the lighthouse, that lights up the entire room. Mm. Like the difference, like what we are taught as erotic expression is like inherently commercial. It's like who's the youngest, who's the sexiest, who's the wettest, who yeah. you know, who who has the smallest waist, what the biggest tits, whatever. And um, in fact, it's such a lie because of that, you know, that beautiful flow of energy. So, like you say, like that doesn't change as you age. It's like you can still light up a room with your eros. 
It's very subtle. It's not kind of particularly out there, um, but you can f- you can see people respond. Mm. Yeah, but if you try and act in a more commercially sexual way, it's like people just won't have it. Yeah. You know, they, they're just not even willing to engage in that way. Like I recently did a, some filming in London for a Swedish coaching firm, actually. You may know them, but to chat about that afterwards. And, um, okay, so there's the film, the videographer, and the assistant was a 21-year-old guy. Okay. Every single time anyone, it was a, it was a sex, sexuality workshop. Any, every single time someone said anything sexual, he just kind of, fell into a heap of giggles and particularly right you know poor lad you know yeah yeah particularly with me particularly really? with me wow so I, th- I think at some point I was just like like boy <laughs> you know what is going on with you you know because yeah. I'm in the middle of trying to deliver a masterclass and bless him he, you know the, the Londoners is partly why I love Londoners because they're just straight up he was like I don't know I just don't like hearing about these things from an old person can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I love the honesty. The honesty, right? It's like here I come back in London. I know how to work with this. So world. candid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um you think is it 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 didn't really penetrate me because I, I felt like, okay, well, how can I get us to a sweet spot? Mm. Like you're you're out of range with what's being talked about. How can we bring that back? so that there's a flow and we happen to do that through humor you know I think just the fact that I called him out was enough to bring him back into range you know but I think that's what I'm talking about is that you know that for me that is an erotic force field that's a kind of um, way of being that influences in a way that people around you can handle and that doesn't change with age at all yeah 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 Thank you for sharing that. I I appreciate that. And what you said about sexuality being well, eroticism and 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 the way that we see sexuality so commercialized. I think it's hard for um, aging. I mean, we're all aging, but when you get to mm-hmm. a certain age, forty plus, forty five, fifty plus, to see yourself, to to actually see yourself as a as an erotic sexual woman. Yeah. when the only image you have is this really commercial image and depic- depiction of sexuality. It's like, how how can I make myself fit into that? And it's like, no, yeah. you're not supposed to. Yeah. But there's such a lack of representation. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, honestly, really, I don't care if I'm represented or not. I, I mean, I just have to say that. It's mm. like, it, it's meaningless to me. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's just another way that I take on the world if I think about that. It's like I recently did a, an Instagram live. You know, Jordan Peterson did that made this comment about this plus-size model on Sports Illustrated not being beautiful, yeah? And, and, I, and I did this live, and it was like, well, you know, I guarantee, like, at that moment in your life where you looked in the mirror or your lover was looking at you and you, you had that thought of, like, hey, you know, I'm like... I'm so hot right now, like I could even go on the Sports Illustrated cover, you know. It's like you possibly, it's not the moment that you necessarily felt the most beautiful or erotic. You know, that moment you looked in the mirror and you were like, okay, look, I'm worthy of a front page cover. You know, it's not, it it didn't, how were you feeling in that moment when you kind of approved of yourself, you know? And, And I suppose that's where I try not to take on that representation because or, or issue that, you know, people, women like me are not represented because it's like, look, everybody knows how to feel this. So if I'm channeling, that's my practice. It's not like I'm an expert at it, but I kind of gain levels of mastery in channeling this erotic spirit. It doesn't matter if I'm represented because whoever I'm talking to will know. Mm. But don't you think, I, I agree with you, but don't you think that's because you have done this work and you have the tools and you know yes. what, it, what it means. And for someone for um, for someone who doesn't have that experience, yeah, 
don't you think it's more important for them to to have the representation as a sort of permission or gateway or as a role model? Uh, well, kind of? honestly, you know, we may have differing opinions on this, but for me, it's like it's the ultimate disempowerment is to let someone else give you permission. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what we're about is helping women to learn to give themselves permission. Yeah. I mean, I've been in sex sexuality workshops with women in the 70s, like yeah. literally spreading their legs. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I think I think we agree and dis- and disagree. I think it's a both and. I think represent it shouldn't depend on representation. Uh it's never about external permission, but I think on a on a kind of meta perspective or as a, on a meta level in society representation helps normalize yeah. things and it's less painful yeah yeah and could potentially remove the reason why this 20 year old giggles as every time you say pussy or whatever it is or orgasm or i'm having sex yeah. you know because yeah. then it's like it's something that feels or is considered more yeah i don't normal. know no, yeah. yeah normal and yes i mean it's not that we're that we need to strive for feeling normal that's not that's not the thing but yeah i um but i think what you're saying is it makes it easier for this to flow yes right yeah it makes it and add as many barriers as possible to be removed is a good thing (laughs) yes exactly that's exactly (laughs) what i'm saying um yeah it, I mean, I had an, a healing session recently. I have a very sexy shaman, and that's another thing that I would recommend to women who are aging. Get yourself a sexy healer, you know, just like get get it for wherever you can get it, you know, get get the nice clothes, get the, the sexy healer, you know, do your orgasm coaching, whatever you want to do, eat beautiful food, you know. But I had this healing experience where I just felt my woman was really touched, you know, on a on an energetic level and it was completely non-sexual experience obviously but there was like an erotic energy that came alive in me just through the quality of that attention you know Mm. and and the interesting thing was I walked down the street afterwards and I was getting so much recognition as a sexual woman Mm. you know like I could see it in people's eyes Um, you know people were wanting to engage with me and, and, and it was just really enlightening. It's like, wow, it's like, okay, it may take more effort or planning to, to keep opening this channel and, and kind of nourishing it. But that's really all you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Any other um, uh, words of wisdom or guidance from, from for women who are moving through? life's different phases and are getting older uh whatever that is for each individual um yeah um you know yeah any words of wisdom or guidance for the woman who fears aging or fears you know being sexual and aging or any well any message that you feel is coming through yeah I guess um like as we said right at the beginning like I feel that there's a reason that our sexual power is shut down and we're taught to control it there's a reason that we're not educated as women in particular in how to receive Mm -hmm. um, or how to let let that flow into giving you know there's a there's a reason that we we uh, make our channels smaller and police other women to, to make theirs smaller too and I think it's because sexual turn on pleasure eroticism ecstasy is a direct route into power so for women who are aging who are often like okay I don't want it anymore or I'm not expected to have it anymore what a relief Mm. it's like don't delude yourself like the kind of sex that you've been having is potentially not what's possible for you and if you let that channel dry up and shut down completely you are really cutting yourself off from your your full potential as a woman 
Yeah. There's a reason that we shut down sexuality through the media, you're, you know, controlled in a certain way through the media, shut down through religion and belief systems. And maybe that's because you can change the world with your energy. Mm. You can actually create and author your experience. Yes. And imagine if you did. Like there's a great exercise from one of the teachers I've studied with where it's like, okay, legitimacy. If you imagine yourself having what you want, just close your eyes and imagine who that impacts. The people you love most. And then their people and so on and so forth. There's a price to pay from, from cutting it off. And that includes after menopause, in your 60s, 70s and beyond, right? Like we can actually be sexual and ecstatic and revel in pleasure and be orgasmic until until we die, right? Yes, and maybe death is an orgasmic experience. Maybe. Just like I'll come and tell me from the afterworld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a message. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I mean, the, well, it, it, is an, it is an interesting correlation though it's like look the more you open your sexual channel the more you're open to being fucked by life yeah the more that means you're a yes even to the sometimes painful things but within that there is great joy yeah so maybe that even translates through to the end still I hope I have a few years left yet Erica (laughs) so do I we don't need to figure that out anytime soon um but what a perfect note to end on. Um, thank you so much, Julia. I have appreciated this conversation immensely. And I'm so grateful for the, the wisdom that you've shared and your, your energy and transmission. Thank you. Thank you. It's been really fun. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.